Uh, hey guys, it's been a long time, no see. Uh, you know, sorry I haven't been um, posting any of the the podcast episodes for for the last twelve months. Not twelve months, actually, like ten months. Uh, I've been pretty busy with all the other stuff, and obviously my ten my tennis as well. Um, uh, yeah, it's been an unbelievable uh, the first Grand Slam of the year, um, Australian Open, uh, known as the Happy Slam. Uh, we usually do have a lot of dramas, but um, but um, with Djokovic winning the whole thing for most of the time, like uh, Rafa does in Roland Garros and uh, Wimbledon, uh, well, as for a couple of years ago for Roger Federer as well. But um, this year it was something really, really different and special. Um, I am a big Rafa fan, but um, I, you know, I really believed in him and I knew uh, he could do it, but. Um, but somewhere in my heart, like somewhere in my mind, I would say, um, it, like like as for my heart, I always thought and I believed in him. But um, some somewhere in my uh, mind, as I said, um, I, you know, I just keep repeating the same thing. I'm just still so excited. But um, Rafa, you know, I, I didn't really think uh, this year, like especially this time, uh, considering the circumstances that he's been, he had been through, like he had to go through uh, for the last six months. I never thought he could, like, kind of... It's not like I never thought it would be a lie because I believed in him, but, like, I didn't really think uh, it was, you know, possible for him to win that uh, major 21, number 21 in Australia uh, this year. was an unbelievable effort. And, you know, it's just... um, And kudos to Medvedev as well. You know, in the press conference, he told about... um, he, he told to the press that uh, you know he stopped the little kids' uh, dreams, st- uh, stopped dreaming um, because of the crowd and all the all the other elements. But um, let's talk about Rafa this time. I mean, like he's an absolute warrior. I mean, like yeah, like a legend of the sport. Uh, probably uh, like uh, Matt Willander said. Um, I guess. Well, I believe that's. Uh, the best comeback ever, like, of the sport. And I- I've been talking about um, 2017 Australian Open um, a lot of times because, you know, that's that was uh, one of the best uh, comeback ever as well. But alongside with the 2017 Australian Open, um, I guess that was the best I've seen uh, in years. I mean, and, um, yeah, he did it the hard way. Uh being from, I think, two sets to love down. Uh, not, I think. I mean, like I was, I was to the point every, you know, to the, to the match every single point. And you know, um, I remember uh, he was being um, two, three, uh, love forty down, three break points, and uh, Medvedev was two sets to love up. And you know, um, the match. Oh, I mean, like the trophy was um, on Medvedev's hands, actually, uh, more like close to. You know, actually winning the slam, like it, it was kind of like a repeat of not the repeat of 2019. Uh, it wasn't as uh, easy as that, but um, kind of close to that. I thought it's going to be a straightforward final, but you can never count him out. Then he, you know, um, Medvedev used um, drop shots. Um, Rafa chased down there, and you know, Medvedev couldn't get get uh, get the thing and. Um, and the momentum like slowly started to shift in the third set. Uh, he took, uh, he got the break, and then uh, eventually won the set. Uh, in the fourth set, uh, I was super excited as well. And 
you know, the way he got the break was、um, just unbelievable as well.、Um, in the fifth set, I, I was just so stressed. I mean, like, you know, I love Rafa and, like, I, I love the match.、Um, I love the atmosphere、um, and all that. But at the same time, I was just, I loved Rafa so much and I really wanted to him so badly. So I was just, I couldn't really watch him.、Um, that's the facts. And, you know, when、uh, he got the break and then he was up 5 3 then he served for the match,、uh, 30 love up. Then he was a few human after all.、Um, uh, he, he got the double fault, he hit the double fault, and then,、um, yeah, I was just so worried because, like Rafa said,、um, uh, you know, you, he used that F word to the Eurosport, which I don't really mind because, you know, it's. Considering the, all, all the things that he has achieved,、um, you know, that word does actually mean nothing. But um, yeah, um, like he did in 2012 against Djokovic, that like five hour was a 50 something minutes,、um, probably the longest match ever、uh, in the history of a sport, like Grand Slam final, in terms of Grand Slam final. But like、uh, it wasn't as long as that. But like in 2012,、uh, Australian Open final, and also the 2017 Australian Open final. Uh, Nadal, like Rafa Nadal, was both up to break and then he wasn't able to finish it off. So、um, I was super worried because、uh, the same thing kind of happened in、uh, 5 4 30 love up,、um, then lost、uh, the next、uh, no, 30, no, he wasn't 30 love,、uh, he was like 30 all, and then、uh, he lost.、Uh, he, I think he hit his backhand to the net, I guess I remember, and then Rafa was like. Not smiling, but he was like, Oh no, like I, I'm, I've done it again, kind of fail,、um, face. But then,、uh, you know, he hit the passing shot in the,、um, the first point of Medvedev's surf, like at 5 6. And then,、uh, I mean, like, sorry, 5 all. And then、uh, Rafa broke that game and then eventually won the, won the match、uh, with that backhand volley. And he's an Very underrated、uh, volleyer as well. He's really, really good at volley. He came to the net constantly doing seven volleys and stuff. So that's what、uh, one of the things Rafa really showed us、uh, last, not last night,、uh, last week as well. And, you know,、um, it's not only the match uh, uh, when you talk about the comeback, it's actually the circumstances that he's been through for the last six months, as I said earlier in the podcast.、Um, it's just.、Um, You know,、uh, obviously, he had a very tough time in Australia.、Uh, he won、uh, the first Australian Open, and I maybe like,、uh, like a lot of people thought that was the last time、um, that's gonna be his last、uh, Australian Open,、uh, which he proved us long,、uh, wrong uh, today, uh, not today,、uh, last week. Uh, but、um, yeah, so he. He actually had a chance in、uh, 2012 against Djokovic, obviously,、uh, the longest final in Australian Open、uh, or the Grand Slam final, whatever.、Um, I think it was five hours and 50 something minutes. I, sorry, I don't understand the, 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 last,、uh, the last number. But,、um, and then that was against Djokovic. He was a breakup in the fifth.、Uh, he still lost. And then also the 2014 US Open against Stan Wawrinka.、Uh, he got injured. He took the third set, I guess.、Uh, but still. He didn't come、uh, back from two sets of love. It's impossible with that injury, and he had blisters and all that, so, and the back injury. So I、uh, felt really bad for him, even though I'm a big Stan. 
Stan fan, Stanimal fan. And then in uh, obviously in 2017, that legendary comeback. I think I just love that、um, Australian Open uh, 2017, uh, considering you know, Roger beating was it, four top 10 players, including、uh, Burdick in the third round. He cruised through Burdick and then、um, Nishikori in the fourth round.、Uh, and also、um, uh, that was the five setter. And then、um, He was meant to battle against Andy Murray,、uh, but like、uh, Andy Murray conquer.、Um, no,、uh, Misha Zverev、uh, beat against Andy Murray, and then he had to face Misha Zverev.、Yeah, I think he beat, he beat him in straight sets, and then uh, before um, beating Stan Wawrinka、uh, in, in an epic、uh, five setter. And then、uh, obviously beating、uh, Rafael Nadal. And Rafael on the other side, he beat like,、uh, I think it was Florian Mayer.、Um, he's not a. Not an easy opponent to face,、uh, face against. And also, the second round, Bagdatis, the former, former Australian Open finalist, obviously in 2016. I mean, 26, 2006, I mean. And then、uh, the third round, Alexander Zverev, which was a five setter. And fourth round, I think it was Monfils. And then quarterfinals, Raonic. And semi final,、uh, Grigor Dimitrov. Like, all those names were like so tough to beat. And then Rafa did all that and then reached the final. And he was、uh, up a break in the fifth before he、um, lost the momentum. Not lost the momentum, like Roger played like,、uh, like a beast, like a lot of clutch points. And then、uh, Roger Federer eventually won the, the AO 2017. And then、uh, in 2019, I think he cruised past like. Tiafo and Titi Pass and all the、uh, um, other next gen guys, so called the next gen guys at that、uh, moment, and then、uh, he lost quite easily um, to um, Novak Djokovic. Well, he, he gained the revenge in、uh, Roland Garros 2020, which was、uh, such a joy to watch.、Uh, you know, I mean, like, I'm not disres-、uh, disrespecting、um, Novak Djokovic, I mean, like,、uh, both dominating on their Uh, their gardens, I should say,、uh, is such a joy to watch because、uh, you, can, you can see、uh, how dominant they are and, like,、uh, you know, how、uh, superior they are to, the,、uh, to any other player、uh, when, you're, when they have like, their home kind of situation. And then, yeah, so he lost in 2019. 2020, I think he lost to、um, Dominic Team in the quarterfinals. That was the night match. And 2021, he lost to Stefanos Tsitsipas from two sets to love up. That was like the opposite of this, this,、um, this year's AO. But, well, you know, and I've actually found that、uh, might not be the stat that I should say now, but like、um, I found out, and I think someone tweeted it on、um, uh, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, but、um, I don't do Twitter, by the way. But like、um, someone told me that、um, Rafa Onoda has been losing、uh, five consecutive night, night matches、um, in. No, I think it's five times that he lost last, like for the last five years,、uh, that has been on the night session. And that was like 20, I think 2016 Verdasco was, I'm pretty sure that was the,、um, the daytime, like Verdasco was just on fire. But like 2017,、uh, Roger Federer, that was obviously it's the final, so it's the night. 2018 against Marin Cilic, well, he got the injury,、uh, but like that was on night session. Uh, 2019 uh, against Djokovic, that was obviously the finals of the night session. And 2020, Dominic Team, that was the night session as well, alongside with 2021 City Pass quarterfinals. So I、um, just find it really interesting that、uh, I mean, like, I'm not surprised at all because, you know, Rafa's ball and his play, play style and, you know, the. the The forehand and you know,、uh, the backhand like flies so much, I guess.、Um, that's why all the other 
all, all the next gen players uh, I would say almost all the next gen players they they lose their fa- uh, first or second match against Rafa Nadal because you know uh, the ball uh, flies so high and it's so hard to capture in their sweet spot and all that but um, you know um, the heat I guess uh, helps Rafa's ball to fly a bit and a bit more uh, than in at night and um, well it didn't really matter today um, like all these years I mean Berrettini I think I guess it was the uh, no Berrettini was that probably was a day session yeah to be honest I didn't really watch the whole match so I didn't really really, uh, really remember but uh, it probably was at the day session because I remember no it was like an evening session right yeah but he had the roof closed so that was the problem but um, Rafa still um, you know uh, eventually it prevailed in four um, you know um, very uh, tactically uh, aggressively uh, played uh, played very well against Berrettini uh, hit uh, to his backhand a lot of times but yeah uh, the final here is the final um, he did it the hard way yeah like you know he had obviously had success in 20 uh, 2009 uh, beating Verdasco and Roger and stuff but um, yeah like I said a lot of runner up uh, plates that he had uh probably that motivated him more than ever as well and also like how he spent his last season like 2021 season it was i wouldn't say it was terrible uh, because he obviously uh, won against novak which he wasn't able to do in 2015 and 16 seasons uh that was probably one of the darkest times uh, up to now because he didn't beat um djokovic um, like at any any surf like on any surface like including the clay his su- favorite surface but like in 2021 it wasn't that bad I mean I think he started off um, his campaign as the wall number two he lost to Tsitsipas from Tuesdays to Love up um, then he uh, he didn't play Acapulco I guess I think he had the issue with his back was it uh, I think he had the injury uh, he started playing a game in Monte Carlo lost to Rublev in the I guess in the quarterfinals which he had you know who he had never lost to uh, before uh, Rublev obviously having um, Rafa Nadal as his um, idol from his childhood uh, he looks really really happy he was ashamed that you know they didn't have any crowd but anyways he lost to Rublev in Monte Carlo uh, before um, beating uh, Pass, uh saving match points in the final uh, to get his like 12th or that 12th Barcelona final I mean uh, Barcelona title I guess uh, that was satisfying to watch uh, his trademark celebration with uh, his back on the ground and uh, yeah that was really you know it wasn't dominating though like he was like every single not every single match but like almost every match I felt that Rafa was kind of struggling with his serve and like he was just trying hard like and you know he didn't cruise through it was like he was sticking to his opponents uh, he was just a bit better than his opponents every single time and then he managed to win uh, the title uh, like on his favorite uh, one of his favorite tournaments so I had I didn't have like a big doubt but like I was a, just slightly worried at that point because um, yeah he only won it's not like he only won. It's stupid to think that way with the other players. It's because Rafa has won so many titles in play. Um, 
I thought it would be that way. But um, yeah, so he won his Barcelona title and also he lost to Zverev in Madrid. I think I get, uh, I believe it was like he was up a break. Uh, he was trying to serve, serve out uh, for the set and then uh, he lost the set. Uh, pro- yeah, I think it was a straight set defeat. That was kind of shocking. Was very uh, went on to won the title, so not surprised at all. But um, but still, um, as a Rafa fan, I was a bit sad. Um, but in Rome, he managed to uh, get the revenge against Vera, which like he did in uh, against Tsitsipas, uh, I think the year before, no, two years uh, beforehand. Uh, you know, lost in Madrid, but uh, also won in Rome. I think he prefers Rome uh, a bit more than Madrid, um, and you can tell by the stats he's won uh, Rome now ten times. Yeah, like so, beating Djokovic that was his tenth title in Rome, and then Roland Garros. Um, you know, he was like hundred wins and two losses, which is like an outrageous. Like it's insane uh, to have that kind of record on uh, on a Grand Slam. And uh, but he lost to Djokovic in the semis. It was unlucky that he had Djokovic in the same half. Uh, Medvedev being the world number two, so the number two seed. It was a bit uh, kind of awkward, but um, you can't complain because that's the ranking system. Uh, a lot of times uh, it had favored the other like uh, other players like Rafa and Djokovic and stuff. So um, ranking is ranking, uh, ranking, and you know it is what it is. But still, uh, Rafa had to face Djokovic and he lost. So, but he had this uh, foot issue that he never, you know, used as an excuse. Uh, he's such a great sportsmanship, so he didn't really say that. But we we could tell that his movement at at the end was not at his best, and you know he had his treatment and medical treatment, and then uh, after that he had to withdraw from. Wimbledon and Olympics, uh, which is only held like once a, once every four years, and also the U.S. Open. Uh, you know, um, after he played uh, Washington, was it only two matches against Jack Sock and Lloyd, Lloyd Harris? Uh, so it was a very shocking season, and he said like he was actually thinking of retirement, like retiring from the sport as well. So. Uh, it's unbelievable how you know he won against Berankis, Rusevori, and Cressy, and then won his, I think it was 89th title in um, Melbourne, um, and then that was just like a might have been a very good confidence, confident boost for boost for him, but um, but still, uh, it was you know uh, f- the first couple of rounds like against Giron and Hanfman. Well, there are. They are uh, good players, but still, uh, I think against Kachanov, he put his, uh, he had to put his uh, very best on, on court, and that's what he did. I loved his celebration, that like pumping fish and all that. But um, yeah, so uh, one against Kachanov in four, uh, against Manarino in three, and uh, obviously Chapo Epic. Um, uh, Shapovalov played really well. That was a very good Shapovalov that we've seen uh, from this year's Australia, uh, winning the ATP Cup and um, also um, beating Zverev in straight sets. Not surprised, but um, because uh, Shapovalov is a very good player, and uh, Zverev, up to this point, he hasn't really won um, any. He hasn't had any uh, top ten victory. Like he's like 0 and 12 or 11, whatever. I'm not saying he's a bad player. It's just like. Yeah, uh, he's kind of struggling to still uh, win against those very top in the in the Grand Slams, and then Chapo, I guess, yeah, I I, I can 
I can say the kind of say the same to him, but um, but he still won against Zverev and he deserved it, I guess. But um, yeah, geez, he played well against Rafa um, in the third and fourth set, and I think Rafa was had the dehydration. He had the um, I think he lost four kilos uh, just in one match, and uh, it's such a brutal condition, isn't it? Just to play like four or five hours in Australia, and he did the same. Against uh, Medvedev in the final, so well, don't forget Berrettini, but um, yeah, so he won against Foreign Berrettini before uh, winning this unbelievable uh, 21st major title um, and only the second in Australian Open, but that made him achieve uh, the double career Grand Slam, so yeah, it's just unbelievable what he's done. I can only <laughs> Yeah, I'm speechless, um, I'm I still c- kind of can't believe what he's done.、Uh, That's how much、uh, it means to the sport of、um, the,、uh, this sport, and you know,、um, you know, tennis needs him. Yeah,、um, yeah. So that's about it, I guess.、Um, I, I can, you know, talk about this like the same thing、uh, on and on for like, I don't know,、uh, not as long as maybe、uh, Nadal, Nadal versus Medvedev match、uh, last week. But、um, yeah, I can, I can talk as long as I can. But、uh, we'll just finish it off here today.、Um, I might I might talk about、um, Del Potro's retirement、um, next week or、uh, in a week or two because it's really sad.、Um, I hope it's going to be a bit like、uh, Murray's retirement、uh, where he can come back. But、uh, you know, I, I want him to finish the way like he wants it to be. So、um, yeah, I don't want him to keep pushing with the pain.、Um, so I said I want it to be like Murray's, but you know,、um, yeah, if he thinks. And that's what he thinks. So、uh, I just wish him a very,、uh, like, kind of. It's never a happy ending with the injury. It's just you know, it's not the way he wanted to wanted it to end. But like you know, he had a very,、uh, like, he had a great uh, career. Uh, you know,、uh, beating a lot of big fours and yeah. Well, we'll we'll talk about that like in the in the next part or like the next episode. And yeah, I, I hope you guys.、Um, You guys enjoyed this episode. You know, I just kept talking uh, alone. Uh, hopefully, we can have、uh, guests sometimes as well.、Um, if I'm able to do that,、uh, it's obviously pretty hard to do that、uh, under this、uh, pandemic kind of situation. I hope you're all safe, and you know,、um, see you at the next episode. I'm just super,、uh, super, super happy to see、uh, Rafa winning, and yeah,、um, you know, let's stick onto this uh, sport um, for 2022 as well.、Uh, Thank you for watching and see you next time. Bye bye.